Hello, humanity. Did you miss me? So, I've been digging in the dirt room, and I am proud to announce there are no bodies in the garden. Just bones and a crusty glass eye? I mean, finding dead roots and some bones was more than I was expecting. But, like, a grimy hazel eye? Not creepy at all. Definitely not cursed or anything. Anyway, today we're going to try some new things together. Partly because I've been wanting to try out the embroidery book, and partly because I really, really want to light a fire in the kitchen. And nothing even remotely haunted or bad has happened since I brought it out of the ground. So, we're fine. Right, Pogo? Pogo? Hello, humanity. My name is Sam, and I am definitely not cursed. Alright gang, we're starting off slow with some embroidery, which is like fancy sewing. This bunker book on embroidery has all sorts of stitches and picture instructions, and I figured that if I'm doing old people stuff like gardening, I might as well give embroidery a try. Let's see here, I've got a nice scrap of fabric, a needle, and some purple thread, and a glass eye watching me. Where did this crusty glass eye even come from in the first place? And why was it in the garden? Maybe it's actually a lucky eye. I'm just going to put that thought out into the universe. And on the plus side, there's so much more opportunity for eye puns. I spy with my little eye this cactus stitch with wiggly lines. And I'll give it a try since it looks exciting. We'll even get the thread in the needle. I have no idea. <laughs> High five, Pogo. You're kind of out of it today, huh, bud? Let me set you up with some cans. Alright, yep, so I got the thread through the needle after maybe 50 tries. Okay, uh, now I'm going to push the needle up and under the fabric and up and, and, hey, not bad. Only, ouch, that needle is so tiny. I only stabbed myself twice. Three times. I gotta find a bandage. And fine, there's a lot of everything that I don't understand, like ghosts, or spirits, or taxes, and things being haunted, but every time something goes wrong, it's not because of some curse. That just happens in movies, or books, or... Well, there was one time I thought I was... Dang it! Why is my needle so tiny? It should have passed through the fabric just fine. Didn't have to go through my finger. <sighs> Pogo, would you stop licking my hand? It is an open flesh wound, sir. Who knows where your gross sticky tongue has been? Why are you acting so... Hold on. Oh no. Pogo, what have you done? <laughs> Sorry about that. So, instead of chewing his cans, Pogo was putting the bones we found to good use. I think he was pretty upset when I put them in the pantry. How did he even get to them? And for the record, I am almost certain that the bones I found aren't 
people's bones. Because I'm pretty sure I know what a skeleton looks like, but uh, I reburied all the bones I could find, and I just want to confirm that I don't believe in curses. We've, we've made it to the kitchen now. Uh, let's make a fire. This bunker has such a strange earthy layout, and even though I've been wanting to do this forever, I didn't want to waste any oxygen. I still have no idea where the smoke goes, but today we're trying new things. First, if you survive this long, you probably have learned or figured out how to start a fire. Or not. This is a judgment-free zone. For me, I get the sparks going with flint and some little sticks and paper and cloth and no sparks at all. Huh. This usually doesn't take this long. I'm not cursed. Everything's fine. Everything's great. I'm not cursed, I promise. Maybe if I bring out the glass eye for good luck. Are you a sight for sore eye? Now, let's try this again. Okay. And there we are. You're a cute fire, aren't you? Hot, hot, my shirt's on fire! <clears throat> Fun fact, bees have five eyes. Fun fact, worms don't have any eyes. Bummer for them. Fun fact, eyes automatically close to protect us from perceived dangers. Yeah, let's stop talking about eyes. Things are getting weird here. I have no idea what's safe from Pogo anymore, but I didn't want to miss out on the sweet safety and distraction of reading a handwritten letter, especially from before everything happened. Especially from Summer. Dear Oliver, Remember when they used to have pen pal programs in elementary? Me neither. Haha. <laughs> it's just a vague memory of something I never did. Because before, there was something weird about reaching out to a total stranger through a handwritten letter. But now, it's just so hard to connect with people these days. Like, you have the same tired conversations with the same tired people over and over again. And you never really get to know or see them for who they are. Anyway, hi. My name is Summer. And before you ask... My birthday is in January, and spring is my favorite season. First off, my dad always liked the name Summer, so that's where the name came from. If somebody asks me what my favorite season is, I'll usually say Summer, and it'll make them laugh. But there's something about how life breaks out of the cold, dark snow and blooms again every year. It's kind of amazing. I think my favorite place in my hometown is my backyard, where I can just climb up in a big oak, a willow tree, and forget the world. I think I just want to feel things again. How about you, Oliver? How did you get your name? And do you have a favorite season or a favorite place? How do you get past that tired, tiny talk that everyone makes? What makes you feel alive? What made you decide to sign up for this pen pal thing? And any other tips for writing letters because I honestly have no idea what I'm doing? <laughs> That's a lot to unpack for a first letter. Waiting for your reply, Summer. Winky face. <clears throat> The letter ends there with some more smiley faces, stars, and stickers. I, uh, don't have any of Oliver's letters here, but I have a few of Summer's letters. They're bright, 
always in these thin, neon green envelopes that smell like flowers. And the letters are kind of out there, but in a good way. Friendly, full of questions, and longing. Well, Summer, my name isn't Oliver, it's Sam. And I'm not really sure why my parents named me Sam. Maybe it was because it was short and easy to remember. My favorite season is not winter, and my favorite place is somewhere where I feel safe. I like Tiny Talk because, well, there really isn't anyone to talk to. When things go wrong, like suddenly being cursed or haunted or an unknown combination of terrible events, it makes me feel alive, but not necessarily in a good way. I think hope makes me feel alive too. Your letter has definitely given me hope. They all do. Well, today we definitely tried new things. A lot of things went wrong in a short amount of time, but I think after returning the bones and the eye, I might have broken the bad luck curse. If there even was a curse? And I guess we can look on the bright side of finding both bones and a glass eye in the garden, right? Now I have two more things I can put on my reasons the bunker is spooky list. Until next time. Letters to Humanity is brought to you by Brightbone Productions. Sam was voiced by James Enderly, and today's episode was written and produced by Isabel Berger. Today's new 8-tracks were Ancient Heavy Tech Don John and A Good Base for Gambling by Komiku. Additional Foley was brought to you by All Sounds on YouTube. Hey, if you liked today's episode, make sure to subscribe for upcoming episodes and share the series with a friend or shout your love into the void of the internet by giving us a review on iTunes. Our podcast is only made possible through listeners like you. We'd love to hear what you think 